Welcome to From the Edge, the official podcast of the 200 Voice Course of Westerly with your hosts Ryan Saunders and Andrew Howell. On today's episode, Ryan and Andrew sit down with the Chorus's Director of Education and Community Outreach, Audrey Cardini. And now, gather your kids, parents, grandparents, and pets around the internet and welcome to From the Edge. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to part two of 742 episodes of the Chorus of Westerly podcast. Uh, wow. I Well, maybe. Maybe we'll get to 743. They're already doing math to figure out how many we've got. Welcome to the Chorus of Westerly podcast. Uh, the second version of this, they're letting us back on the internet after we paid our dues. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm Ryan Saunders, executive director of the Chorus, here with... Uh, Mr. Andrew Howell. Hello, good to be here. Fresh off the plane from Ireland and England. Oh, yeah. They let him back home after a trip to Bangor, Maine in between. And also joining us with us today is, is one of the newest members of the Chorus of Westerly Staff, Dr. Audrey Cardney. Am I saying that right? Yes. You know, I've known you for about 100 years. That's not true because you and I are 24 and 23, respectively. Yes. Um, but I've always been kind of scared to say your last name because I always want to add extra vowels in there. Yes. But I might have to... <laughs> It's Cardany. 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 What was your maiden name? Burger. Burger is very easy for me to remember. But, yes, but, uh, but the jokes for Burger are are more. There are more of them. Burger so. is, is Burger. Is that German? Is that? Uh, yeah. There you go. See, that's, that's all. I was trying to figure out if it was the burger spelled like the hamburger or the no. burger like in German because they'd spell it with an e. B e r g e r. Anyway, all true. so we're having all our true. witty banter. Uh, so we're gonna <laughs> check gonna, that off the list. Check oh, that, right, that was it. Witty, End of the witty banter. Witty banter here. So we're gonna talk with Audrey a little bit more. Get to know more than her uh, name and how to pronounce things <laughs> in a little while. Uh, but uh, Andrew, here we are. It's now uh, February. It's since we last, still February. Since we last lots and a lots podcast, of snow. I think we've gotten eighty-five inches of snow mm-hmm. um, at least. And what have, now? You've been you've been away. You've been away for the last two weeks. Where, where, where did I you? was. I went off to Ireland for eleven days. Uh, Ireland and England went for a family wedding and got to see a lot of. Uh, people I haven't seen in a while. My mom is one of eight kids, so I've got wow. like a thousand cousins over there that I never get to see. And so they all got to meet our uh, my kids for the first time, which so was very nice. Is your mom Irish or English? She is Irish, but they moved to England when she was nine years old. Wow. Yeah. Now, uh, rumor has it that you found your way to London and uh, you got to ride the subway. And I hear your daughter, Sadie, loves the subway or the tube. She does. She loves the tube. Absolutely. But yeah. then and rumor has it you made it all the way to Oxford. We went to Oxford. Yeah, we took a day trip and we saw John Tafone, who is studying the semester in Oxford, and he's doing very well. He took us on a walking tour and had tons of facts about everything out there. So he seems to actually be getting out as well as all the studying he's doing. Um, it is a very interesting system how they study over there. He was telling me about how you just have one-on-ones once a week or a couple of times over the semester, and then you just literally read an entire library and and write massive papers in between all of these meetings, and then they just judge you when you come back. So and John Tafone is uh, one of our yes, yeah, so yeah John Tafone is, is an alumni um, of the chorus right. who uh, has been helping us with Twelfth Night uh, orchestration mm-hmm. over the last few years. Um, he's an up-and-coming composer studying at Catholic University, who was actually featured on our first episode of this podcast. Ah. So we now we, now we've sent him out into the out. Into That's the right. World. Now he's off at Oxford. Have you been Have you been to Oxford or England? Um, I have been to Oxford. My yeah. husband and I traveled there. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's a great place. It's a wonderful yeah. Yeah. The, the chorus had a chance to uh, 
stay there on the 1995 England tour, and mm. uh, we stayed at Keeble College, and uh, my memories of it are crab apples hitting my window at 1.30 in the morning, but that's a story for another day. Yeah. And another John time. is studying at New College, which uh, he said is one of the oldest, oddly enough, and it's about from the 1300s, I think, but he took us into, um, I think it was Christchurch Cathedral, beautiful, amazing acoustics in there. All of those chapels are just absolutely gorgeous. Such an incredible, rich tradition that they have. You don't always think of Oxford when you think of the English choral tradition because the, the, the colleges in Cambridge seem to be... Right, uh, Cambridge overshadows, overshadows it. Yet you have plenty of recording choirs. I mean, the, the, the college, new college, um, Oxford Choir, does a bunch of, has a bunch of recordings available. Yeah, that's, that's very... I mean, we, we've, of course, the course is a, a very large... Anglo connection. In fact, we were just talking before we uh, went on the air. I don't know if you go on the air when you're on a podcast, but before we uh, put our tuxedos on to talk about things, um, that we <laughs> have a guest group. We, we're booking next season. We'll talk a little bit about the seasons coming up a little later, but uh, we've booked one of our guest groups for next season, and it's a group called Stila Antico, um, which uh, started out of Cambridge, but um, it's a bunch of young singers, and they're all choral scholars actually in Cambridge or Oxford, but a lot of them from Trinity Co- Choir. Uh, yeah, who studied under Richard Marlowe. Richard Marlowe in Cambridge, and they're going to come next January, so you get to hear some of those fabulous group fabulous. ensembles. And, and, and truth be told, maybe this is a terrible negotiation tactic, is that the Trinity College itself is touring next September. We're trying to find a way to get them to, to come here. Not not that they wouldn't, but you have certain elements that you've got to take care of, routing being a big one, and fees and things like that, but we're hopeful we'll have a good, good season. A good season ahead for next year, and 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 really, we but we're not anywhere close to being done with this season, uh, this year, and we have a, a March concert coming up in in just a few weeks on, on March fifteenth. You think I would be better prepared and know exactly if that's the right <laughs> date or not? But we'll figure that out by the end of the podcast. And then, of course, we have in May. We're going to be doing the uh, the Jenkins Gloria, which is a crazy work. And uh, not bad, crazy, crazy in a good way, and um, crazy like a fox, crazy like a fox, and the foray requiem, which is uh, <laughs> probably much more well known. This and that. So, um, are you excited? And now, Andrew, we have a just a short bit until we take our pause in this segment here. But can you tell us quickly about what this March concert is going to be? Sure. Yeah. So the program, just very quickly, is based around three somewhat larger works, um, each about. 15 minutes or so. One of them is the uh, very famous English composer John Rutter. He wrote a set of madrigals um, for George Shearing's birthday, um, and they are all based on Shakespeare poetry, and they're very jazzy choral works uh, for, for chorus and piano. Um, the next piece is a piece by Ole Yelo uh, called The Dark Night of the Soul, which is an almost cinematic um, piece of music for chorus and string quartet and piano. Uh, and then the uh, uh, incredible American composer Leonard Bernstein's Chichester Psalms, which is one of Ryan's favorite pieces. No, so absolutely. that'll be an exciting one for us to get on the program for you. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick break right here. Uh, here, here, a little advertisement for this concert. We'll come on back and Andrew talk us. I'm going to ask Andrew some questions about Chichester in particular. We'll, we'll figure that figure that all out. Oh, the bells are ringing too. Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> Join the Chorus of Westerly as they continue their 56th season in stunning fashion by performing a selection of pieces entitled The Chorus Straight Up. Conducted by Maestro Andrew Howell, the 200-voice Chorus of Westerly will present a concert of a cappella music and choral music with piano, organ and string quartet, including works from Bernstein, Rutter, Gardiner and more. Performances are Sunday, March the 15th at 4pm and 6pm at the George Kemp Performance Hall, 
119 High Street in Westerly. Tickets can be purchased by calling 401-596-8663 or online at chorusofwesterly.org. The Chorus of Westerly's March Classical Concert is presented through generous support from the Rhode Island State Council on the Arts. Be sure to follow the Chorus of Westerly on Twitter and Instagram and follow us on Facebook. All right, well, we are we are back. Allegedly, we're back. We're down one microphone, so Andrew and I are snuggled up tight next to this one. It's uh, in the bleak midwinter here, you know, getting the blankets out and things along those lines. And uh, Okay, well, hello, yes. Uh, anyway, so we have this concert coming up. Now, the, one of the big works on here is the Chichester Psalms, which is a work that Andrew thinks drives me insane, and I'll, I'll tell you why it drives me insane. It's not a bad piece of music to hear at all. In fact, I do like it, but I worked it in the university world for quite a long time, and, and we seem to do it a lot up there. Um, but it's a very interesting work, of which has been heard in this hall before, because Andrew uh, has actually conducted it as part of his uh, graduate work here. Um, but the chorus has never done it, and... Um, why tell, tell us about this piece and, and what's interesting and different about this piece compared to what we've done before. Sure. Okay. Um, so it's, also this is really weird with you putting your arm around me right now to do this. <laughs> I'm making my move. Oh, Hey, yeah, there you go. Policies, human reason. <laughs> go, go, go ahead. Please. Um, so the, the Bernstein Chichester Psalms, um, <laughs> they're based on three of the Psalms, uh, the Psalms of David, and they're actually, for this, yeah, I, sorry, I dropped my music. Uh, they're uh, actually in Hebrew, which is an interesting challenge for us. We did a tiny bit of Hebrew with the Jonathan Dove um, uh, premiere that we did on Christmas Pops as well. So this has kind of been our season of Hebrew. Uh, but part of the reason I wanted to do this piece is, first of all, it's interesting and something we hadn't done before, but it opens up a lot of other stuff that I wanted us to kind of delve into. There's a lot of, of um, mixed meters, compound meters, uh, dealing with 7, 8, and, and trying to count things in different ways. I'm trying to push the chorus in as many directions as possible right now. So getting them to both sing in 7, 8 and in Hebrew, Hebrew, um, and something that most of them have never done before, I thought was a, a good way to kind of give them a little nudge. Um, and unfortunately, we've had tons and tons of snow, uh, which has gotten in the way of some of our Monday night rehearsals. But I think that people are still actually stepping up to the plate and really learning this, which is a wonderful thing, um, because that's what we're, we're here for. We're going to learn the music, we're going to do it well, and, and it's going to be an awesome concert. Um, I think that people audience-wise, respond usually pretty well to the Chichester Psalms. Leonard Bernstein knew how to write a good melody and a really interesting piece, and there's little bits in this from West Side Story and things like that. There actually is a quote from West Side Story in there, so I'll, I'll give anyone extra credit if they can find it. Um, but it, it is a terribly interesting piece, and it's one that's in the common repertoire, as you said, for, for many uh, choruses, both uh, community and school. Um, so it's a good one for us to have on our list. And, and Audrey, have you sung this piece before? Uh, I haven't. So no. you're sing you're singing it now, and for full disclosure, so I, I, we're going to talk more about what Audrey does too. But Audrey uh, also is conducting the uh, <laughs> University of Rhode Island U Chorus, I guess. I yeah, it's the there. University Chorus. It's a non-auditioned group. It's um, open to the uh, all of the uh, university. Um, Students and we also have quite a few community members. So you, so now you, so you have an interesting perspective in that. Now you're singing it and you're you're conducting and uh, and and you've had a chance. And we've had we've had these snowed out uh, rehearsals. Mm -hmm. and we've done a lot of sectionals. And Andrew was away on on his trip, his family reunion trip. Um, what what do you think of this particular piece of music? Well, I I think it's exciting, and I um, as singing in the alto section and and being a member of the chorus. Um, 
is uh, a nice perspective because we are challenged. We have with such a broad range of of levels of musicianship in our in our chorus, and um, those folks uh, who have a strong musicianship background, we are all challenged. Um, and it kind of lights a fire under you when you get to sing a piece that that hasn't been sung um, uh, so much. So this particular group hasn't sung it. So I think That's that right. we, I think for for many of us, it's kind of a nice little, as the kids say, uh, switch it up a little. It is. It's interesting because uh, from my perspective, and Andrew and I were talking about this earlier today. It's it's also kind of kind of freaked the singers out a little bit. And I don't mean that because they don't like the music, but they're finding that they have to work very hard at this one. And I, I think that's I think I'm on my end being, I think that's a lot of I thinks. I think um, <laughs> having having probably heard at least in the last six seven years the chorus of Westerly more than anyone from the other side, uh, I, I believe it's it's really good for them to to have projects like this. And this this program is really really interesting. Um, the other works you have on here, Andrew, you, you've got you got some spirituals too. Uh, you've got the Balfour uh, Evening Hymn. Um, besides, yeah, so just, what else you got going? Just kind of a- not necessarily filling in the spaces, but just to give us a, a good rounding out of material. Um, one of the classic um, uh, Anglican, uh, Anglican uh, yeah. pieces there. The Anglican I'm just going to do glottal fry some more. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, sorry, vocal fry. Vocal fry. I'm going to get my terms right at least. Yeah, that's, that's right. Pay. Exactly. I hope you're enjoying this. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, anthem. That's the word I was looking anthem. for. The uh, uh, traditional anthem and, and one of the most epic, I think, and a fabulous piece of music is the um, Balfour Gardner Evening Hymn, uh, most often used in, in even songs in the Anglican tradition. Um, another piece that the Chorus of Westerly has never done before, the uh, uh, Bible Ave Maria, which everyone keeps saying is the Bieber Ave Maria yeah, instead awesome. of Bible. Justin Bieber, it's time for you to write an Ave Maria. Yeah, I mean, good I, luck with that. Could you imagine the music video for that? that no, would I just, don't want to. That I do. I mean, that would be, that okay. would be awesome. <laughs> In fact, I, you know, if anyone's got this idea out there in, in, in Cyberland, you know, all three of you that listen to the podcast. Um, <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. It's mine. Okay. Uh, Bieber and I, we're, we're like this. You can't tell, but Andrew, he's and crossing very, his fingers very close to each other right now. Um, anywho, uh, anyway, yeah, so yeah. yeah, we've got that the Bible Ave Maria, which really was was kind of uh, brought to light, I guess, by Chanticleer. A uh, Bible is a very interesting composer who actually was incredibly prolific and wrote tons and tons of music. But the only piece at this point that's ever done is this Ave Maria, which is, I guess, somewhat unfortunate. But I, maybe this is the only one worthwhile. I haven't really looked much farther than that. Um, then uh, to round out the program at the end, I want us to, to again dip into the spiritual pool. So we have Ride the Chariot arranged by Smith and Ezekiel Saw the Wheel uh, by William Dawson. Both exciting spiritual pieces that are you know kind of way outside of the box, away away from Von Williams and Foray and the rest of that but equally as, as valid as uh, you know wonderful pieces of music. So there, there's not necessarily a giant masterwork on this performance. I mean the Chichester could be, it's not you know it's, it, they're important works but um, it's a very eclectic program. It's a very, it's a very daring program. And uh, we, you know, if you're on the fence about coming and you're wondering, well, am I going to like this? I, you know, this is one of the more, at least listening to it in my little pod in my office there, one of the more accessible concerts for people. If you haven't come to this type of concert before, um, that course is done in a while. I mean, there's a little something for everyone. It crosses, crosses the spectrum quite a bit. Um, but it's important music to sing. So, 
Uh, please, you know, if you haven't had a chance to get some tickets, uh, you know, give us a call at uh, 401-596-8663. Or you can visit us on the web at chorusofwesterly.org. And, uh, you know, we would be happy to get you a good seat and make sure you can hear this concert. And, and what we've been doing uh, this year for our classical or concerts like this is uh, kids <laughs> under the age of uh, 18 can come to these performances for free. So bring your kids, too, because they'd certainly enjoy this. We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the educational programs of the Chorus of Westerly. Uh, we talk a little bit more with Audrey about her and, and what she does and where she's from and no more on her last name. And uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> Join the Chorus of Westerly as they continue their 56th season in stunning fashion by performing a selection of pieces entitled The Chorus Straight Up. Conducted by Maestro Andrew Howell, the 200-voice Chorus of Westerly will present a concert of a cappella music and choral music with piano, organ and string quartet, including works from Bernstein, Rutter, Gardiner and more. Performances are Sunday, March the 15th at 4pm and 6pm at the George Kemp Performance Hall, 119 High Street in Westerly. Tickets can be purchased by calling 401-596-8663 or online at chorusofwesterly.org. The Chorus of Westerly's March Classical Concert is presented through generous support from the Rhode Island State Council on the Arts. Be sure to follow the Chorus of Westerly on Twitter and Instagram and follow us on Facebook. Okay, well, welcome back again. I, I think we are we are live in the in your television. Well, maybe not live in your your iPod. Well, you could listen to this on your TV if you could technologically figure that out. Anyway, we're live wherever you're listening to us. We're live. In fact, Audrey, Audrey, Andrew, and I are in the back seat of your car right now. You looked for a second, didn't you? I bet you did because I would have looked. In fact, because I actually think I'm the can three. People listen to this in their car. They, they can. I think I'm the three people who do listen. I just keep listening to it over and over on my ride home. I am the three people. Anyway, we we, we have we three kings. That's right. So Audrey's here with us. We gave you a little introduction to her before, but uh, I'm going to actually have Andrew tell introduce Audrey more and talk to him a little bit quickly about why Audrey's here, other than she was the person we grabbed walking into the building today. <laughs> Why she's here for the interview? <laughs> uh, so Audrey uh, Cardini is, uh, well, you can talk more about yourself, but uh, Audrey is someone that I've known for a while through the University of Rhode Island. She was one of my professors while I was there. She's an absolutely brilliant educator, and uh, she is someone who sang in the chorus, so she knows the organization. Um, she was away for a little while, but we were incredibly blessed that she came back, and now she is joining our organization um, and really giving us a stronghold um, in uh, the educational side of things by taking on uh, our children's program as well as now venturing into the adult side of it. And really what we're trying to do is, is bring all of our singers to a, a common ground of, of um, knowledge and of language to use um, to be able to actually know what they're doing when, or to know what they're looking at when they look at a piece of music. Um, Audrey is someone that I've... Uh, you know, uh, I've known for a while and am absolutely thrilled to have her with us. So I'll pass it over to you. And well, thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that kind of introduction before. Um, and thank you. I pr- uh, I'm grateful for we'll those play words. It before every meeting you walk into <laughs> from now on. <laughs> and perhaps, perhaps one of those Anglican anthems too. To, <laughs> we'll find just the right one. Um, well, yes, I was. I, I sang with the chorus of Westerly um, when uh, years ago. Um, 
I can actually say that now, uh, when George Kent was was the music director. And I've always been struck by the vision of the chorus because it includes every level of musicianship. Um, we've we've got um, folks who come in as, as amateurs, novice, um, folks who've had a few lessons, um, <coughs> pro- professional musicians, um, educators like myself, at all levels of education. Um, we've got the, the professional um, violinist and we've got, we've got folks from all levels. And then when we do a concert, we, we hire those folks. We hire professional, um, the orchestra is hired. We hire soloists. And then we bring together children and adults and every musician of every level. And we make the best music we can make. And I think that's unique and amazing. And I'm completely sold on being part of it in not only as a singer, but um, to to foster that musicianship for everyone. Um, and that's why I'm uh, interested and accepted the invitation to, um, to be part of the education program, to be the director of education and music and community Community outreach, Um, one of the best and longest titles that I hold. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're good with titles. Um, So I teach the, uh, you want me to describe a little bit of what we're doing? Why are you here? What are you actually doing? Well, I work with, um, in early childhood, I work, uh, I do the music and movement classes now, um, and we do a session in the spring, a session in the fall, and then we do a a uh, week-long um, day camp uh, here in, in Westerly that goes all day long. And that's for children ages 5 through 7, although I, I will say we're, we're moving to younger. Um, I'm hoping that we'll expand that to um, ages 3, so we'll have 3s and 4s, and then 5s and 7s. Um, and then I work with the training course, uh, and I work on musicianship. So my, my role with, with all of this is for the young children, it's all about, um, experiencing music through, through the body, through singing, um, singing lots of songs, listening to major works and moving and making sense of them with the chorus children. I'm, I'm working on their musicianship skills. I'm working on their reading skills. Um, we, we work with solfege. We, um, we read songs, we, we play games and then we make sense out of it. And then we connect it to the repertoire. We've just recently started um, adding some a musicianship component to the rehearsals with the adults, and I'm still developing um, how that's going to work out. Uh, and somebody asked me if I uh, if I made this stuff up, which is one of my my yeah. favorite comments. <laughs> my favorite <coughs> questions is did did you you know is this your you know did you make this up? You and should take credit for it completely. I, I really wish well, I it was could. You or Justin Bieber? <laughs> yes. Me and Justin Bieber. I um, so the pedagogy that I that I follow um, comes from Zoltan Kodály, who's a Hungarian uh, composer, was a Hungarian composer, um, and um, it's his philosophy that music belongs to everyone. Music being um, not just having the right to listen to music and love music and have access to music, but to be a music maker, to have um, the ability to to sing and to read and understand and think in musical sounds. And everyone ought to have the right to be a a musician in the same way that we have a right to learn our own language. Um, So that's where it starts. And many of the the techniques and the activities um, stem from that philosophy. So I wish I made it up, but it wasn't me. Well, you you have to, you have to, I mean, you have to execute it. So if I'm just listening for the first time, the basis of what a lot of what you're doing is soulfish. What is that? 
Um, solfege, yeah. yeah, it's it's a solmization syllable. It comes from syllables that are used to identify um, pitches, yeah. and so um, there are several different kinds of solfege systems that are used. Um, if we were uh, in Italy, we, we might say solfeggio. Um, the tradition that that I used um, through the the Kodai methodology, um, I typically will use the the term solfa. So solfege is, um, you know, go back to, uh, go back to the sound of music, you know, do a deer, a female deer, so on. I would sing the whole thing, but that might take up the rest of the podcast. Well, that could be and the I, next episode. Well, I hear Lady Audrey Gaga already hits. took over from last <laughs> night, did. so I, it's not about me anymore. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Um <laughs> anyway, so do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do, that's, that's the basis of, of the, the syllables. But the syllables, it's not knowing the syllable, it's connecting the syllable to the pitch yeah. and knowing that from one syllable to another sounds like this. It's, the, it's, what, it's, the, um, it's an anchor, really. It's a, it's a bridge from musical understanding that you, of, of hearing it and remembering it pitch memory, and then using the syllable to understand it, which brings you to something that Ed Gordon, a music educator, calls audiation, which means being able to think in sound. Mm. So there's a lot more to it than just knowing, um, Ray, a drop of golden sun. So it's, it's really, in many ways, I mean, what, what, what you, Andrew, and Audrey are doing here is, um, or this program has been, it's taking the core of what was the chorus of Westerly in terms of performance and, and rehearsal and, and strengthening, I mean, strengthening that, giving them a, a much, giving all the singers a much uh, broader musical training and vocabulary and, and, and skill set. I mean, that's that's the goal with this, right? It is the goal, yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you said it so well, I didn't feel I needed no, to add no. any more words, but that's absolutely the goal. No, I... Yeah, on, on the adult side, it really is trying to get a common language to use so that we can open up a piece of music and say, all right, let's take this section here and read it through on solfege and have everyone be able to do that. Or say, here, let's read it on numbers. In other words, count singing. So one and two and three and a one and two and three and a, or whatever it is. But just using those tools. But first, we have to get everyone on the same page in order to be able to do that. It's just further resources for us to better our music making. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's it's this is... <coughs> Is all I mean, really, all of what you're hearing here is, is about some of the really dramatic expansion in terms of education and offerings we've been uh, doing with the chorus here. And we have run out of time for this week, but in our next uh, podcast, we're going to tell you a little bit more about, uh, we'll, we'll make sure we have another education component to it to tell you how we're about to reach into the schools with our training choir program, which we're going to be piloting. Uh, this spring up at State Street. So there's a lot of interesting things that are about to happen up there in our local school systems. And uh, But please, get tickets to this concert if you haven't already. Chorusofwesterly.org. Uh, everything you've heard on here was made up from our heads, and uh, we don't claim copyrights on anything. Feel free to publish on anything you want. Listen, to, behind the glass, Ben and Dave. I don't know. You feel like you should have a disclaimer. Whatever. I need to give, I need to give Dave material for future things going on. Uh, love you all. Have a great winter. It's uh, spring is have a great winter. Spring is close enough. See you later. Hopefully, hopefully, no more snow. Thank you all. Bye.
From the Edge is produced by the Chorus of Westerly with New Shore Productions. For more information, visit chorusofwesterly.org and newshoreproductions.com.